the name Alice. And what is your business with her? She took something from me. I will not say what it was. It's not important. It is a trifle. I don't see why you are making such a fuss. <laughs> it says nothing. I must have it back. But not that I'm concerned. As soon as possible. Either way, I'm fine with the outcome. Huh? Give it to me. Who knows about it? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Oh, Really, Sam? Great or good? Yeah, the one week I actually pause so you can say it. You don't. That's great. This is episode one hundred and seventy-four, and today we're talking about Alice through the Looking Glass. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Damn, I miss Alan Rickman, Jimison. I really do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now that I bring I heard the podcast his voice down, and had a little tear. Yeah. Uh, now that I've brought the show to a screeching halt, um, <laughs> corny. Also suffers from textbook women's hysteria, Logan. Uh, the Queen of Hearts has the big ass head. I mean, like all of it, just everything. Her head, it's just. <laughs> it is a big head. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of big heads, Sam, <laughs> can I please have more sailing in the movie, Vector? Oh, absolutely. And uh, just so you know, Sean, I keep a uh, stocks in my uh, house here just for you. So, just a personal stocks. That, oh, the, uh, oh, yeah, stocks. I thought you meant like you like in. the stock market, but no, no, no. Bonds. Yeah, no. stocks and bonds. But you mean like the thing where you put your head and your arms through, and you're, yeah. you stay there, and then somebody else is going to come by and throw yeah. fruits and, and vegetables. Or cut off your head. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a guillotine just to cut off my head. I mean, stocks is for torture yeah. and for public humiliation. And Which would, would be good, you know. And I always wondered, like, they live in a time of of, of food shortages and, and peril, but please, let's throw good fruits and vegetables at me. Or not Wasn't me, but at They people. were bad fruits and vegetables. They, were, they had turned. Oh, they had turned, so they were rotten. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ma, what do you want to do with these bad tomatoes? I don't know. We'll take them to town. Maybe there's somebody we can throw them at. Gotcha. Okay. Shame. There you go. Shame. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, none of Sean that is in this. Game of, Game of Thrones references. Oh, oh, oh okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, The Walk of Shame. Got it. Yep. I'm with you. I saw that. Walk of Shame. I did watch Walk The Walk of Shame, Shame only because someone posted it on Facebook or something and was like talking about how awesome it was and like how hard it was to film and all that stuff. Did so, you watch an edited version on Facebook? No, it was like the link to the actual whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, they Wait, showed. There's a movie called Walk of Shame. 
No. No, it's in Game of Thrones. Oh. Cersei Lannister has to do a walk of shame. There's a called Shame. There is a movie. I, it's funny. You, I thought you, when you were saying Shame, I thought you were saying Shane. I'm like, Shane. Like the old I Western. I think there's a movie called Shane, too. There is. It's an old Western. That's, yeah. that's what I was really confused. I'm like, how are we conflating? Sh-? Anyway, um, this is 2016's. Uh, the whole podcast digress. 2016's yeah. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, woo, woo. <laughs> this is one of those movies that ends on our list because somebody was like, hey, this looks interesting. We should do it. On, put it on the list. And um, we instantly regret it. Yeah, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, we'll find out. Hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry. Three people started talking at one time. What? <laughs> Which one? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Andrew, if you'll give us the read, sir. Alice returns to the whimsical world of Wonderland and travels back in time to help the Mad Hatter. Yeah, so that yeah. didn't tell us very much. Oh. No. No, that really yeah. is it. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks, IMDb, for keeping it short, I guess. Let's see if that... <laughs> Uh, if not concise. Yep, that's what this is. Uh, it's an Alice in Wonderland movie that barely has really any of the characters that are... I mean, I don't know. Johnny Depp doesn't seem like he's in it very much, which maybe yeah. he's good, maybe not. I don't know. Um, just... Okay. Was this the first time any of us had seen it? First time. First time for me, yeah. Um. Courtney, was this the first time you saw 20 minutes of it? <laughs> oh, when you yes. finally are able to finish it, will, be, will it be the first time no, you've 31 ever watched minutes it? and 46 seconds. Okay. <laughs> you, should oh, at you, least, you should at least watch the last 20 minutes. That way you know how it ends. Yeah. For no other reason right. than just to know how it ends. Um, I'm going to go away for 20 minutes. I'll be back, guys. No, no, no. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Do or do not, there is no try. I will say this about the yeah. clip that I that introed with with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is time. Um, That's why I look familiar. I really did. Uh, thank on you. your side. Yeah. So his whole affectation, the way he talked, reminded me of Christoph Waltz. Yes. The whole movie. With a, mi- with a mixture of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I got a little Arnold in there. I can see that. But like yeah. whenever Christoph uh, talks, especially when he's trying to be like sinister and, and whatever, I mean, I was picturing him from Inglorious Bastards or Water for <laughs> Elephants or anything like that. And I'm like, man, he's, it sounds just like him. It's kind of funny. Um, well, I, saw, I, I thought it was very interesting that everyone was German who had anything to do with time. You almost sounded. Oh, yeah. You almost sounded French. Maybe it was. I'm. I'm a little tipsy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, a little tipsy. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the little uh, automatons were kind of German accented. I can't understand a word you're saying. You sound like you got a mouthful of peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> thought you were saying something else. Huh? Uh, so, Andrew, I guess I'll let you lead off as we often do. Okay. Uh, first time viewing of Alice Through the Looking Glass, and I didn't want to like this. I thought, you know, this is a childish thing, and 
I'm not going to pay attention. And I got sucked in. Like for the first 10 minutes, I was busy. And I tried to be busy. I tried to get my mind off of this. But I was sucked in. The story, to me, I thought was an interesting story. Um, I thought it was not, I mean, for what the story is, not bad acted uh, by those involved. The CGI took me out of it a little bit, which, again, it's a, it's a uh, interdimensional uh, sci-fi type movie. So CGI has to be involved, but I don't know. Some of it was a little not, not well done. For instance, the, uh, the manual um, train, push, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the push cart. The, the push cart uh, that yeah. Time was riding on. Yeah. You could tell he was standing still when they filmed that, and they just cut him out and moved him around the screen. So it was kind of, I don't know, throwback to Star Wars in the 70s. But uh, <laughs> so some of the CGI took me out, but it, um, I don't know. It wasn't terrible. It's not something I want to go watch again right away. But if it happens to be on later, I might sit and watch some of it. I don't know. I did. I will say this. I found it more interesting than the first Alice in Wonderland. Really? And maybe because I knew the story of the first one and knew what to expect, and I didn't know this one, so I was kind of curious. Um, but I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Corny, I guess, give us what you could tell us about it. I'll tell you what I think. Um, I'm more upset at Alice's approach to things in general. Um, I don't get what I want, so I jeopardize eternity. Um, I'm not okay with that. Like, the most adventurous <laughs> things, you know, they take the thing and then they go on an adventure, it's fine. But the thing is okay to take on an adventure. Uh, I, I get the idea that stealing the chronosphere uh, could have killed everyone, like legitimately could have killed everyone. And <laughs> the reason why this makes me so upset is because I see this now more and more often that the ends, the, you know, you try to use the the quote, uh, the ends justify the means, but you're just being an ass at this point in time. Just find another way. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Uh, and I watch other kids do. Well, I, I I took the thing because I needed it. And like, that's still stealing. Doesn't right. matter. Um, I don't know why I'm being so overly uh, uh, parenty about this, but I actually was really worried about the fact that it seems that this chronosphere is the thing that all time is based off around here, and she's just willing to kill everybody. Well, not here. It only affected Wonderland. So, like, normal well, I mean, world, been, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, normal world yeah. would have been fine, yeah. but... It seems very uh, short-sighted and selfish, to be honest with you. Well, I agree. I think he's onto something. Well, and then not just that, but, like, you're also right in... It, but the whole movie... The whole universe, their whole world boils down to to the fact that Anna, not Anna Kendrick, to Anne Hathaway stole a tart and didn't tell the truth. That's what the whole thing boils down to. Again, another selfish yeah. move that almost destroyed the, the right. universe. Yeah, like, this whole damn thing is a bunch of spoiled-ass kids. Right. <laughs> and just, but I think we can all relate to that in a sense. I mean, we've, as children at least, I think we all did something like that. Well, 
Um, Not my household. I, would, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nope. I have I have a younger brother, and ninety percent of the trouble that he got into was because of me. So, <laughs> by the way, Andrew, your camera just got really dark, and it was freaking me out because literally all I could see was like the outline of your headphones. <laughs> it, was, it was actually pretty creepy. Um, well, I'm an only child, so that didn't happen to me, but. Um, <laughs> It it still seemed like all Ladies of the world. That is the reason he is the way he is. Well, yeah, and and all of the, uh, I mean, all of the world's troubles boils down to a tart and some crumbs, <laughs> and Anne Hathaway not manning up and woman. Although she must have had a stroke at some point in her childhood. All the hand and end up being uh, the way she is later I, on in life. I don't understand. Tim Burton's <laughs> reasoning for that because that was never in any book or cartoon. It's just weird. And then when they showed her like exploring the the vegetable castle that was the Queen of Hearts' new lair, like she yeah. was like CGI floating. It was really weird and kind of unnerving. <laughs> like when the Princess Peach walks in Mario Two, like just kind of glides. It was weird. Anyway. My favorite was her hand motions, though. I mean, it was funny. Yeah, it was, like it was she was like, directing some band that. Uh, right. I don't quite know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you think that's how it started? She's like, "What should I do with just be regal and just have my hands up in the air?" I mean, like, I don't know. It's funny. I like, but it was also weird how she was like starkly white, except around her eyes, where it was like the, she had rubbed the make off off when she was like sleepy, like she rubbed her eyes and. That's a Tim Burton thing, though. Is it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's weird. I mean, I like me some Tim Burton, but that was weird. But this also wasn't a Tim Burton film, but I guess James Bobbin had to uh, adhere to what Tim Burton had done. Take over, yeah. Um, Sam, were you done, Corny? Oh, yeah. I'm hella done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think he's muted. Anyway, um... No, I, you not hear me? Oh, he is. Oh, he is. Well, no, yeah. yeah, we heard you. For some reason, it sounded like I, I heard him. It, uh, it, it literally sounded like when you said, that's all I got to say. It, it sounded like you hung up. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. This is the first time watching this movie. Um, and, you know, for some reason, I thought this was a Tim Burton movie. So my whole spiel here is is going to be different. Um, because I appreciate tim burton i like some of the stuff he's done and he did the first alice right he did yeah i think he is a master at visuals and has a harder time telling a cohesive story um whoever this new guy is i would again, i would argue that, that point but okay I, I see what you're saying yeah um this new guy there was some interesting things to look at i mean it was it was a very pretty film and i enjoyed that but i found it clunky i found it childish i is it supposed to be for, aimed at young people i don't know i, I, mean, I don't know i don't know it's just it certainly wasn't aimed at me i got bored um i did not like this movie at all um rated, i thought it's rated pg so it's probably yeah and maybe that's why maybe if, you know, maybe my kids would like it better than i do but it it, it just seemed stupid it reminded me of the, you know, Tim Burton made the original Batman. It was awesome. And then each subsequent Batman film got worse and worse and worse until we got <laughs> Dolan. 
It reminded me of like the last pre-Nolan Batman. Oh, uh, in I terms can't. of just kookiness and it just I didn't I, I did not like it. Yeah, I can't go with. I didn't there. like. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, didn't. Not on board there, but yeah, I didn't like the direction. I didn't like the. Uh, I didn't like the acting. Um, I thought it was forced. I thought uh, the story itself was not anything unique. Um, and it was maybe I was expecting more because it was an Alice in, in Wonderland type of story. Uh, but I just it was not interesting to me. It wasn't druggy enough, is what you're saying. I guess I don't know. It just it, it was just. I, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, that's fine. I, it was it was literally painful to finish the last. I, I looked at the time at one point. And I was like, "Oh God, there's 30 minutes left of this thing," and it's not even that long a movie. It's only like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I should start off by saying, yeah, this is the first and probably only time I'll watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't ever like the Alice in Wonderland cartoon. I didn't like it. It freaked me out. The the Antelum was weird and druggy. The cat used to just infuriate me because it was not helpful and it was kind of scary. So like, I never liked the cartoon. I probably only watched the cartoon a couple times. And then my parents were like, you want to watch this? I'm like, no, let's watch something nope. happy. Um, <laughs> you know, like, did you say like Bambi? <laughs> Peter Pan. Or Peter Pan. Oh, Peter Pan. Actually, yeah, Peter Pan. That is, is it was fun. You know, there's a lot of favorite, other, yeah. I, I didn't watch yeah. what cartoon. Uh, Little Mermaid. I watched a lot. Um, as a kid, I'm trying to think of some other ones I watched a lot. The Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under. The Rescuers. Yeah, that's funny. We both said Rescuers. Um, God, you're old. Uh, the <laughs> Fiable <laughs> movies, Fiable Goes West, the first, the, the two Fiable movies. So, I mean, anyway, my point is. First I, one was utterly destroyingly depressing. The very first one is just creepy and weird and frustrating. And like the oh. Mad Hatter scene used to piss me off because it's like they ruined that poor rabbit's watch. That was so mean of them. Yeah. Like they're just destructive and they're chaos. They're they're what's the f- neutral chaos, Corny? Wasn't that the phrase? What what? Neutral. Like in your comic book series, is like neutral co- neutral chaos is not a thing. I can't remember how the breakdown is, but like like oh, the Mad Hatter and the hair. For, well, you got lawful, neutral, and, and unlawful. So yeah, so they would be they would be neutral chaos or chaos neutral would be like I the think Mad it's Hatter neutral. Is that the chaotic neutral? Yeah. So that's like the Mad Hatter and the the March Hare. Which, by the way, I yeah. couldn't understand anything the March Hare said in this movie at all. Um, oh, you mean Wil- Wilford Brimley? Is that who that was? That's not who that was. No. <laughs> who was the March Hare? I should look. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just so I so the first Alice in Wonderland, the first remake, I kind of liked. I, I thought it was actually kind of interesting and pretty, and I, and I like the fact that that they they. Um, it wasn't until like the very end before Alice realized that this was real and the, the, the driver walkie was kind of cool. And, and I liked Johnny Depp when he turned kind of serious and whatever. And so anyway, though, there was some kind of weird eye gore fetish in that movie. That was really strange. Um, cause like three people <laughs> lost their eye in that movie. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> Anyway, it's like the opposite of Tarantino, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just got I just got what you said with Igor. I thought I, you're the like, yes, master. <laughs> Don't beat my hump, master. Yeah, I could fix that hump, you know. <laughs> what hump? What hump? 
And speaking of which, that is on Netflix. Yeah, I know. It's on the list. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's on our list. I'm um, excited about it. That might be a good Halloween. If it stays through Halloween, I don't know if it'll stay through Halloween. Because you know how Netflix pulls like good uh, Halloween movies before Halloween? Yeah. yeah true. Maybe we should do our Halloween movie tribute like in September. <laughs> um, I'm with you there. Seriously. Uh, that might actually have to be something. Because, again, we had to wait until September to do The Exorcist. Because they always yeah. they pulled yep. it the last two Octobers. Um, yep. Weird. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. Um, the, the, so Igor, Igor, Igor. Yeah. There was a lot of Igor, <laughs> I E Y E gore in the first one. Um, uh, so I liked the first one. All right. I thought it was kind of pretty and I liked the, um, I mean, I liked the visuals. I think actually Danny, Danny Elfin, I think uh, Tim Burton can actually tell a really good story. Um, if you ever mm. have doubt of that, go watch big fish. It's one of the greatest movies that he's ever made. Um, yeah, I mean that, that that's a great movie. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. is a good movie. Though he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Um, yeah, there's really. there, there's a lot of movies. I that think I think Tim Burton with some some people con- not controlling him, but holding back maybe a little bit his weirdness makes a good movie. Well, hmm, I don't. But anyway, I mean, I think Corpse yeah. Bride is really good. Nightmare, I think, is really great. I mean, he's done so many really, really good movies um, that I think... I oh, mean, like Planet of the Apes. That's a terrible film. Um, <laughs> admittedly, that's a bad movie. Um, but, I mean, even Spielberg did War of the Worlds, and that's a terrible movie. So, I mean... I like War of the Worlds. You're an idiot amazing. for liking that movie, and I will call you no. out on it. There is nothing good to like about that movie. There's, there's, there's Tom Cruise running. Yeah, that's the, the only farmhouse scene. Is terrible. This crazy guy is awesome. Tim Robbins. It was boring and pointless. Right. The uh, yeah, it's it's some cool stuff in there. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> um, he is doing the live action version of Dumbo, which will be interesting. Um, Lord, he's a producer on like a ton of things. Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff. I mean, Dark Shadows. <laughs> I haven't seen, but I heard it was terrible. Um, yes, but Sweeney Todd, we I think we'll we'll find out real soon how we like Sweeney Todd. But I think that holds up. I liked the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. I thought it was weird and funny, um, yeah. and actually abides to the book way more than the weird getting chicken getting its head cut off scene from the first one. Yep, um, uh, the first one I grew up with and love, and I'll watch it any day over the new one. Yep. Me too. Yeah, I mean, and the Gene, music is the music is so much better than the old one. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, uh, I mean, I have a fondness for the old one too. I love Gene Wilder. I think he's great. Um, yeah. but I'm saying that the new one's not bad. I think the new one's fine. Yeah, uh, Big Fish is great. No, Johnny Johnny <laughs> Depp is annoying in it. And like when it was a friend of mine or something, they took they like they watched it with their kid, and they're like, "Why is that woman acting so strange?" And like, "That's that's Johnny Depp." <laughs> So it's just, it's he's creepy, and and he's creepy in a lot of things. But well, yeah, but the, so is Gene Burton. Wilder. I mean, Gene Wilder is really creepy in that movie. <laughs> but and, he's less creepy and more just crazy, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. I more, would trust my kid with Gene Wilder. I wouldn't I would trust, trust my kid with my either kid one with of them. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't trust one of them. But. Either one of them, no. Not those <laughs> if you characters. had to make a choice, if you had to make a choice, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I think I would actually go with Johnny Depp's version. I don't because like he might just be weird, but I don't, but he doesn't seem unhinged like Gene Wilder was because he would just <laughs> randomly scream. And did you guys ever notice that every vehicle was ma- made only to fit the people that were there? Like he knew at each station they were going to lose a kid or okay. a parent. That's so weird. Anyway, my point is I didn't like this movie at all. Um, You're the worst babysitter I've ever met. Oh, you've heard of me. <laughs> at least you've heard of me. Thank you. Oh, nice callback to 140 episodes ago. Um, I, I only know that because I had to look it up earlier. Um, no, I didn't particularly like this movie. I was kind of bored at some parts. I mean, there were some moments of good surrounded by a whole lot of moments of... <gasps> <sighs> even was, the tr- even the music in this, it felt like a TV movie, but this, with like a gigantic CGI gr- uh, uh, budget. Well, yeah, the hundred and seventy million dollar budget. Um, I mean, it was still Danny Elfman, but I, he, it wasn't him at his best. No, I mean, and frankly, I mean, maybe because he's not working directly with Tim Burton, maybe because he was watching it, going, "Okay, well, we'll just do a lot of the same." You know, same themes again, which I like. I like the the score, yeah. but it, you've already heard it in the first movie. So, and it populates my Pandora account all the time. My gosh! Oh God, yes. Is that, that legal? Is, uh, <laughs> I hope so. Um, oh, you know what? I, I I just I just I thought of something. What? Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. All right. Saw a cat once. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, was that it? Did you forget? Like an air, like an airplane. Pilot. I, I literally forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna and be- we're cruising at uh, uh, thirty thousand feet, and uh, we hope that you enjoy your in-flight meal. And uh, yeah, like, like you know, if that's you're pretty flying, important to know where you are. Who, who's the one? Delta is that the one having all the issues? Who's the one having all the issues? And uh, which thing? one was it? I can't no, remember. Uh, Not United. American Airlines. American. No. Like, is it American? United. No, United. It's United. It's United. United. Yeah. Thank you for flying United. Uh, uh, if you haven't been dragged off the plane yet, good job. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> my buddy um, Stuart, who's been on the podcast before, he uh, he flew to Alaska to do a gig um, a month or so ago, and I told him I was like, "Hey, man, if, in Alaska? Wow, yeah." yeah. Um, and I said, hey, sweet. if a marshal comes and tells you to get out of your seat, get out of your seat. And he said, shoot, no, I'm going to make the biggest scene you, I can think of. I'm going to retire at 45. I'm like, good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Alice to the Looking Glass. Um, so, th- so this movie does the thing where we've talked about it before with time. And I can't remember if Chad was back on the show. May he rest in peace or not. Where we had a, a movie with that dealt with time, and I can't remember what the movie was. Oh, what movie was it? Um, we always we always have these discussions on these time. Yeah, we do. Though. Yeah, uh, we dealt with it in Interstellar. No, that wasn't the issue. That, that one we dealt they, with it in. I'm trying to think. There was several. <laughs> oh, movies it we, was Interstellar. You're right. It was, was Interstellar. Yeah, and because well, that amazing film. Because yeah, my issue with that yep. um, three fourths of a good movie is that. It's the whole Doc Brown goes back into the past to give himself the flux capacitor so he can make the time machine concept. And that's 
Yeah. And they do that in this movie, that in order for all of the events to happen into the future, Alice has to go back into the past to cause them. So... Fine. Maybe they're going to anyway. No, I believe she was changing because she hit the original story was the the crazy heart lady, um, big head, hit her head on the clock, right? Which she did. And no, she hit her head. head. It it meant that she hit her head. Time is elastic. Well, no, she hit her head at the stroke of noon or six or something. Six, yeah. So Alice thought she was going to hit her head on the clock, missed the clock, but because she dove and hit that poor frog, then um, young Queen of Heart girl saw it, looked at it, tripped, and then hit her head. So it it literally all started because Alice went back in time and kickstarted everything. So so the, so the so the time. Oh, well, I- I was bored. I, I, so, I, so time even says you can't change the past. He says it in the movie. You right, can't change the, the past. That happened whether Alice went back or not. Well, to me, it says you already, you've already done this. It's already happened. I, I, I can't. No, I, I think actually. So what's your. On this one. I think. Um, so, so regardless happens, of what I, I she. I think it happens anyway. Regardless, regardless of what she of, does. These events will happen. Whether you go back and try to change them or not, if she moves the frog out of the way and then is fast enough to stop her from hitting the the statue, they'll stand up and someone will throw a baseball bat. Like something is going to happen. <laughs> something is going to happen. She's going to get hit in the head with a bat. That would be kind of funny. An errant bat flies in. Uh, Tari, right. I can't remember what movie was it that you could try to change time, but some, but it was it was like a rubber band. It always snapped back. Final. Was that what it was? The butterfly. I haven't seen the butterfly effect. I don't remember. Yeah. But I, I like that version where, you know, events will always happen. They just might happen a little differently. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I don't, again, I, I don't, uh, I didn't interpret it that way, but you guys did. And it's three against one, which is okay. Um, Take that, Sean. Hey, that's never, fine. Tell, never tell me the odds, Sean. <laughs> um, it's because I'm bad at math. Uh, so. <laughs> But I didn't, again, I, I, I didn't I really have a problem with any of it. I really kind of liked the idea, though, as time is an ocean. That kind of visual I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And know, riding through the waves is going through some of the memories. Right, yeah. yeah you're going cool. through these points in time, and it's volatile and kind of changing. Um, so I, I thought and that was just Sometimes I like to have cake by the ocean. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, I keep on hoping. I I got nothing. I got uh, I got nothing. Um, I don't remember how it goes, so I'm. I don't know. I don't know the show. song well enough, but I was trying to think of any other pun I can do. Um, but you guys are usually the king of puns. I'm I'm bad at those. Well, I used to yeah. be. I used to be really good at puns, and then I don't know what happened. I just stopped. You lost your soul. I did, or something. I don't know. It's weird. Stop being punny. I guess. Um, <laughs> All of the punishment was just too much to bear. I do have a really good pun joke, but I'm not going to do it on the air because it takes too long. And uh, I think we would actually lose listeners if I said it, so I won't. I won't do that. Nice. Our, our precious few, our band of brothers. We must. I was going to say how many more can we lose? My precious. No, we. You know, we got our we got our friends still. We have few. Without again, they're just phones are on auto populate. <laughs> 
auto subscribe. Um, I'm going to throw a shout out to Jen. We haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah, yeah that she, is true. I hope she's still listening. Um, I did and, get um, uh, AOL Jeff as well. Oh yeah, does he? I haven't heard from those guys in a while. He was a, he was friends with Chad, so I wonder if he's top listening because Chad's not on the show anymore. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. Well, I, I had a talk with him at the funeral, and uh, he was pretty devastated. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. did. Chad was uh, buried with his middle finger up in the ear, directly to the AOL Jeff. Not hard to come back from that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I actually did get butt dialed today by Alan, listener Alan, who uh, oh, Andrew says, "Hang in there," being that you're like the only DC fan we ha- that's on the show. So, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not uh, faltering. No, I know, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> so I haven't even touched my script yet, which this movie actually goes against my normal rules that if I read a lot of notes, I didn't like the movie. I wrote like seven notes. In full fairness, I was in a really bad mood last night. I was really not feeling well, and my head hurt. And I only wrote down three clips to pull. And while pulling those three, I remembered all these kind of other moments that I wanted to capture. So I, I have more than three clips, but I just didn't take a whole lot of notes. Just I was tired, but... um. My first note was this. I don't care how awesome she is or how progressive her father was. No woman in the history of English naval anything would ever be a captain, a boat captain. Yes, especially that at that age. Never happen. Yeah, no, especially not at that age. And is, I mean, is it bad, Sean, that that might have been the first thing to take me out of this movie? is that scene in the very beginning. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me only because I know a decent amount of history mm-hmm. and not that I'm sexist. Please don't, don't assume that. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's just this in your hate mail to, no, uh, I mean, that's the way it was. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. <laughs> if, if we want to have that conversation real quick, we can. I love the movie Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. I think it's hysterical <laughs> and funny and great, but of all of the things in that movie that are as ridiculous as are, the one thing that would never happen is Anthony Mackie being an African-American working in the White House <laughs> as an equal to other white men in 1864 yeah. would not have happened. It wouldn't have. That's what took that movie out of the movie for me. <laughs> it wasn't the vampire hunting. It wasn't the vampires. <laughs> it was I, think just, <laughs> I think, though, that we have to keep this in perspective that it's a it's fantasy. You know, and but she's even, in the real even world, real life, even the real world, real life, Alice. This is still a fantasy, true, but doesn't make it any easier to stomach. No, and <laughs> it does the real person, the Batman or Bruce Wayne, yeah. But but not only that, Ooh. climbing around a monkey, um, your microphone skills really weird that she's apparently you know possesses. And I, and I just, oops, I, I just didn't, didn't buy it. Well, here's the funny thing. So the fact that when she starts off, you see her on the boat and, and she is giving orders and they call her captain. I mean, it was like, nope, not a thing. Wouldn't have happened. <laughs> here's the second thing that took me out of the movie. And we're not even two minutes in is the ships chasing her were the Chinese. They were obviously Chinese sailing ships. And they, they, they had, they had guns in the front. 
<laughs> they were shooting her from the front, like they were splashes. Like they were like they didn't. I, I'm literally googling things now. Like you, I've never seen okay, a sailing ship. <laughs> I have safe search on. It's fine. Uh, I've okay. never seen a sailing ship with forward facing guns. Like they were always on the um, side. Well, that's when we shoot little a surprise. few lost boys out of the long tom. <laughs> Thank you, Shmi. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of shooting, killing lost boys and Indians. We've been doing it all my life. I, I can't do Captain <laughs> Hook. What world would the world be like without Captain Hook? See, I like Hook. It's a bad movie, but I like that movie too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. I actually still like that that part though, the wholesaling part. I thought it was why because it I makes like no sense. She tip, he tips the ship over to get through the shoals. Yeah, I know. Again, none of it made any sense, but I wanted more of it than what I ended up getting in the movie. So it's fine. And I actually was just looking at James Bob, and he had you know obviously several moments of of water there with the sailing ship, and then of course time is an ocean. I thought, well, maybe he's like. All of his other movies and stuff are are naval themed. Uh, nope. Uh, Flight of the Concords, the Ollie G Show. Um, he did the Muppets movie, the new one in, in 2011, and he is announced to direct the MIB 23 movie, whatever that is. I mean, I know what MIB is. Am I mis- Men in Black. Men in yeah. Black. But it's starring Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Oh, that's right. They're doing a they're doing a twenty two Jump Street Men in Black crossover movie. I do remember them saying that. All right, I'm out. I can't do this. Is this for real? Yeah, that's for real. I remember them making that announcement. A few. Uh, that's awesome. Also known as twenty three Jump Street slash Men in Black cro- crossover. I can't talk crossover. Uh, I'm so confused about life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want to tell you, pal. Sorry. Um, anyway, but no, he didn't do any any water stuff. But that's fine. Um, he does on a water bed, though. Uh, he does on a water bed. That might be true. Why is Humpty Dumpty always an egg? Never understood that. Never said that he's an egg, but for some reason, he's always portrayed as an egg. Wait, are we sure he's an egg and not just a a porcelain orb? <laughs> That's shaped egg-like, yeah. and and he, he makes was empty. You know, an egg would have something in it. Well, in those weird like TurboTax commercials, or whatever, he's like in the hospital oozing yolk, which was kind of gross. That's yeah, <laughs> not a funny yolk. Yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, I like eggs. Because he had egg on his face. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he sure wasn't yoking around. Oh, oh! There you go. I gotta get, get the rust off, huh? Andrew, Andrew actually got for you did. Oh, did he actually say? Yeah, he did. You thing. We were talking. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it. Okay. So I did, it's what we do. I guess it, it just boils down to being faster. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, always a good thing. I'm not chicken enough to do this. <laughs> I can do this all day. I was yeah. waiting for more. I'm still on stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, Humpty Dumpty actually did come first, though. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, Once again, with the, with the penis jokes. Um, 
I know the Hatter's eyes are CG, but they were really bothering me this movie for some reason. I don't know why. They're so giant. Yeah, especially the Kid Hatter. I think they were supposed to make you a little uncomfortable, which I liked. Yeah, I knew they did it in the first movie, and it didn't bother me in the first movie. For some reason, it was like, like it was like the whatever the Spider-Man the, eyes. Well, no, it was like whatever the technology was what they were using to to create. Like it wasn't completely matching. So like there were moments where it looked like his eyes were floating around just a little bit, like when his head wasn't moving. That, like that's what I mean. Obviously, when I was went, okay with that though. <laughs> oh, it was gross. It gross me out. It was creepy, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, the next wrote, uh, note I wrote was Sasha Cohen as time is pretty good casting because he actually is crazy. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote the time jokes are worthy of CSR. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I could totally see us at that table making those exact jokes. Oh, we would. Ab- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, and I captured that scene too. Uh, exactly one of my favorite moments of the movie. It uh, reminded me of the movie Eight Heads in the Duffel Bag. And yes. the, the guy, the the roommate who has to cut all the heads off is in the back of the van like now with mental issues and he's just making all these head jokes. <laughs> I've not seen that movie. Oh, it's a great Joe Pesci film. Oh, good. Yes, yes. Oh, good. We got there organically. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. I always like that. Uh... What was it he was bringing home? What was he bringing home, Andrew? I can never remember. It was originally in the duffel bag. The bacon. No, No, it was a. It was a like a journal or a a something novel that he was writing or something like that. Yeah, a a bowling ball. (laughs) Uh, Charging into an enemy castle and no one brought a weapon. That was real dumb. Well, Um, Anne Hathaway had her uh, arms, palsy, or whatever. Creepy hands. Yeah, that's all she had. She had her hands. Like, Let me get that with my good hand. Like, even Alice, they could have given her the sword from the first movie. I mean, gosh. Anyway, that's all. That's literally all the notes I wrote. I mean, that's it. Um, well, that's strange because usually when you don't like a movie, you uh, oh yeah, I just I just write and write and write again. I just fun. I yeah. wasn't a good mood. I was just I just wasn't feeling well. I took I actually took yesterday yeah. off from work because I woke up with this incredible headache. And um, I eat breakfast, and then you know, my wife said, "Why don't you just lay down on the couch for a little bit, and then wake up, and then go to work?" I'm like, "All right, that sounds good." Figuring I'd sleep for like 30 minutes, I slept for five hours. Good lord, dude! Like I woke up, it was like 1:30, and I looked over at Sarah, and I was like, "What time is it? It's 1:30." I said, "My gosh, have you already fed the kids?" And she said, "Yeah, we had lunch, and Daphne's taking her nap." So. Apparently, I needed the needed to sleep. So, and then I still wasn't in a good mood when I watched this. I was still groggy and, and gross. So, I I apologize if that is rubbing off on this episode. But, well, I will say that my oldest son, who's seven, uh, and both my kids have seen this before, and we own it. My wife bought it, and uh, uh, they had seen it before. But I was watching it today with my on my iPad with my headphones and. I just happened, I mean, I guess maybe like 45 minutes into the movie, I just feel this presence over my shoulder. And my son has been sitting there watching the movie behind me the whole time. With no no sound? With with no sound at all. And he was drawn into it. And uh, I, you know, turned 
turned the iPad away and he said, turn it back. I want to watch this. <laughs> I was like, well, you, you can't hear it. And he said, that's yeah, okay. Well, see, that's, that's okay. I, I can understand that because yeah. the movie is beautiful to look at. Yeah. yeah. It is gorgeous. The set designs, the costumes it is amazing. It's when you start adding voices and, <laughs> I, and dialogue that I had got. So Andrew made the point. You, Andrew, you said that you thought the acting was pretty good. I yeah. thought that uh, Sasha Baron For Cohen was, was good. I liked everything that he did. I liked um, <sighs> Helen and Bronham Carter, I think, is good. Because all she does is yell and whimper. But she is, like, really good. I know her head is six times the normal size. <laughs> but, like, she's got the, really great facial expressions. Cheap Seat Review uh, website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she's got good facial expressions and good. She emotes really well. I thought Anne Hathaway was barely uh, in it and whatever. I thought the main character, I thought she was bad. I just didn't think she was very good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, maybe it's just her delivery. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't think she was very good. Um, well, I'll give you that. Out of all the the actors in the movie, I feel like she delivered them the least. She did. I think you're right. Um, I, will I didn't say have a problem with her, but I still think she was the weakest. Yeah. No, I, I, knew, I wasn't. Again, I didn't even write a note about it, but like. Yeah, it was. It was. She was fine. She was serviceable. It was fine. I thought she did better in the first one. Maybe a better director. Um, I will. I will say this. This always gets me in movies. I always get emotional about this in movies. Whenever someone kind of makes the sacrifice play, and so like when they're all all the little wonderlings are in the middle of the clock tower. The seconds. And no, no, no. The the like. Tweedledee and Tweedledum and the mouse and, and Bernard mm. the dog, they're all there. And then as time is about to kill them, not time, but as the, the absence of time is about to kill them, the dog, rust. like, yeah, the rust is about to get them. The dog, like, hurts <laughs> them together and then growls and gets in front like he's going to protect them. And that always gets me just a little bit in the, in the heart. It like It would have been better if he said, we are grouped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like we are Groot. Like that's a, that m- moment. He's making the sacrifice play for, to save his friends. Or I am not a gun. Or you stay no following from Iron Giant. And I always go back to that one because that one gets me the most emotional. I am not a gun. I am Superman or whatever he says. Like, oh my gosh, it's the sacrifice play. Anyway, that always gets me. So I say good job to the dog. That's Timothy Spall. Uh, in that, um, as, as per usual with a Tim Burton film, two thirds of the movie cast is from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> we did have a Marvel connection, uh, Corny. You probably didn't see it because you probably didn't get that far into the movie. Uh, but we did have a I had a Marvel connection. Um, if anyone else wants to guess, by all means, um, uh, Tom Holland. No, he is not in this. But you're in the right hero world. Yeah, uh, he's a Spider-Man um, villain. Um, Anne Hathaway, uh, not a Spider-Man. Joe Pesci. Anne Hathaway was in Batman. No, it's uh, it's uh, Reese Evans. He played the lizard guy in the first Amazing Reese Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, though Sam, you'll find this funny. So, <laughs> so, just getting getting it warmed up. 
So yeah. Sarah and I are watching. And the best penguin impression. <laughs> <laughs> why are you? Why are you laughing? This is how I cry. I'm not. Did um? So Sarah and I are watching, and there's that guy that's kind of piddling around, um, helping out, um, the douchebag. What's his name? Um, Hamish and his family. And whenever Alice would say something funny, he would snicker in the background. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, the blonde haired yeah. guy. Sarah and I are like, who is that guy? He looks so familiar. So I get on IMDb, and his name is Ed Spiels. Spelliers. Spelliers. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Ed. And I'm, I'm like, sure you look, got that perfectly. He <laughs> looks so familiar. Where do I know him from? Let's see. He was in the Beowulf Return to the Shieldlands. Okay, don't know what that was. Uh, he did Downton Abbey. Okay, cool. Oh, He's Aragon from the movie Aragon. <laughs> this is what his career has been reduced oh, to. <laughs> wow. Uh, what a horrible career choice, apparently. Well, that wasn't his fault. I blame everybody else. Well, that's a, it's a classic case of a movie where we're going to have this lead who's unproven, so we're going to put a bunch of good actors around him, like Jeremy Irons and... Yeah, um, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Um, the, the witch, not the witch, the, uh, the dragon lady and the wardrobe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it just made me laugh that he was in it. So, uh, that's all I got. You guys yeah. ready for some, um, maybe some, you got some clips. Corny, did you say you're going to leave? What? I thought Corny just said BRB. Oh. Be. I think he did. He did have to use the bathroom. Towards I think the, he said uh, DTF. No. Early, uh, early. Or GTFO. I'm not sure. GTFO. Uh, there's too many. And there's too many acronyms. Apparently, the the father, the queen's father, was uh, Thorin from The Hobbit. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, little little thingy there. All right. Anyway. Oh, he was also in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, as Naboo Fighter Pilot. Cool. Ooh. Good for him. Uh, clip clip times. Clip clip number one. The only way to achieve the impossible is to believe it is possible. Set a course for London, Harper. <laughs> I like how you got the second part in there, because it makes it sound like it's impossible to get to London. Right. <laughs> uh... I thought that was kind of bad. All right, fine. Uh, number two, this honestly, this this line reminded me of you, Sam. Just gonna be real honest with you. Here you go. Oh, really? Okay. I do wish you'd have worn that yellow dress. If it's good enough for the Dowager Empress of China, then it's good enough for the Ascot. Must you always be so headstrong? No, it's just more fun that way. There you go. One hundred. What are you trying to say, Sean? One hundred percent. If all, all I'm saying is, if you just would have worn the dress, this none, none of this would have happened. That's what I'm saying. No, the Dowager so and so from China yep. likes it. It's just like what she said. The yeah. the Dowager. I don't know what she said. Uh, number three. Oh, I captured this only because Alan Rickman is wonderful. So here you go. Here's 20 seconds of Alan Rickman. Gone too long, Alice. And he will be gone before long. Who will be gone? What has happened? All will become clear in the fullness of time. 
and, just, and this was his last film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he technically did have, he's in another movie that aired posthumously with him in it. Um, but this was basically his last main role. And when I captured that clip, and of course it made me a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia for something. So I went back and looked for this moment. By Grabthar's hammer, by the sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then my wife yelled at me last night for the fact that we did not do an Alan Rickman tribute movie for the show. Did we not? No, it's we never didn't. too late for Alan Rickman. So, I mean, maybe we yeah. still can. I thought it was, I thought the Galaxy Quest movie was, in fact, but we did that movie like five weeks before, or five or six yeah. weeks before he passed away. Yeah. So maybe we said, oh, that's, that, that, that's it, but I don't remember. Anyway... Um, back to Alice. Uh, this part made me laugh. How is uh, my invincible machine? Well, it's silence. You will speak when you are spoken to. He was spoken to. Nonsense. The machine, Wilkins. How is it? (laughs) I kind of like that. Just kind of funny. Wincible. And then... My my invincible machine is wincible. And then because (laughs) of that scene... I, I didn't capture it in that moment, but because of that, I now have. <laughs> from now on, because <laughs> that's what he, because he doesn't know what to answer, so he just. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep that forever. So there you go. Um, that will. Uh, wait, where'd it go? I just lost it. Damn it. That'll go next to ah. There you go. So my two ah moments in uh, CSR history. There it is. Find it. Very nice. Yep. Um. Number. What did I say? Number five. Oh, I love this part. Which idiot labeled that? You did, my lord. Thank you for admitting your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that. Um. Mm, oh, here we go. Here's the jokes. You got jokes? These are the jokes that we got. Is it true that you hear all wounds? Hey, it's on my side. Why is that you wait for no man? I just can't find the time. <laughs> Tasha, where have you been? You're late. Actually, I'm right on time. <laughs> What time on my head? You silly nit <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, and here's little um, what's his name? Oh, gosh, my brain. Not Mad Eye Moody. What's his name? <laughs> Damn it. It begins with an M. Moriarty. Here's some Moriarty. Let's see. Excitable, emotional, prone to fantasy. <laughs> Textbook case of female hysteria. Untreatable, some say. I beg to differ. See, Andrew, that's the problem. If the movie's going to go as far as to say something like that, then there's no way yeah. she could be a ship captain. 
Well, in a world yeah, where, where, where a, from. a woman's hysteria is a is a disease that must be cured, then yeah. Then Are you reading a Trump quote? <laughs> <laughs> Trump tweet? Uh, no, but it wouldn't wouldn't be that far off, would it? No. Uh, and then my last one was this. They said that time is a friend to no man. you always please do not come back <laughs> see I loved that moment I thought it was great yeah. although I, w- I do say I did get a chuckle when he um, was walking through the corridor when you first see time <laughs> and he, he he hits the the ceiling or something like that the door like, frame yeah. the door frame is just like him yeah and he yeah. says curse you door frame that's shaped just like me or something like that yeah no, yeah, he, yeah. his moments were all really good. I liked pretty much any time he was in on camera, I liked him because he was, I thought he was fun. Can I tell you the moment that bothered me the most in the movie? Please. Sure. The, what bothered me, and this is not really in the movie, but what bothered me the absolute most was the credits. I don't know if you watched any of it, but as soon as the movie's over. I didn't. We have Danny Elfman through the whole movie. And then oh we'll yeah, get some pop song. I did. Yeah. I did remember that, and I turned it off because that actually annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, it was annoying. I don't know what it was. It was something I, I don't even remember now, but something on you know top forty charts now. But I, yeah, I do remember that. It took me out of everything. It was like it was almost like okay, we didn't pay Danny enough to to write that ending credit uh, piece, so we're just going to throw this trash in here. Uh, just like fire by Pink. That's what it was. Yeah, by Pink. That's what it was. Yeah. It's a good song, but it doesn't fit. It all, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Just it doesn't. Like the whole movie has been about time and water, and you're going to put a song called "Just Like Fire." That makes no sense. You know when when movies use a pop star, and they have a song. Usually, that song is, I don't know, used as a promotional thing. I don't remember this being used as a promo. You know when. Yeah. When Seal sang A Kiss by the Rose or whatever. Yeah, everyone knew that was from that Batman movie. Yeah, Yeah, everybody relates that to Batman. But um, And it was used in the ending credits of Batman, and that's fine. Right. But this one made no sense at all. It just completely took me out of everything. And the the real big reason for that, or the big issue I, I, I also take with it, is that you are putting music into a time where it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. You know, like... <clears throat> Give me a, a fife. Yeah, <laughs> just just play the overture. Just keep playing. Oh, oh, oh uh, like like Barney. Just give me more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, just got kicked off YouTube. But um, you know, just give me more of that. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I love the the ending score to Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one at World's End. Because because mm-hmm. we're we're gonna get eleven minutes of this wonderful Hans Zimmer music, and that's mm-hmm. what I want. I love that at the end of the you know the Star Trek movie, the the reboot, we got eleven and a half minutes of Michael Giacchino. So, or I'm not saying it right, Michael. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Oh, well, that's the way I say it. I heard it recently, and I've been saying it wrong. Giacchino. Giacchino. It's Giacchino. That's what it is. Um, he was on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me 
not that long ago, and it was really interesting. Really? Yeah, in fact, it was really cool because remember, a friend of ours on Facebook said that they watched, was it a friend of ours? No, it wasn't a friend of y'all's. Corny, did you ever meet? No, you didn't. Anyway, sorry. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a guy that worked with the Carowinds, but it was after Corny, you had already, you had left. Um, anyway, he, he complained that he didn't like Rogue One, and he says, you can definitely tell that John Williams didn't score it. Because, you know, Giacchino did. But he, in his interview, admitted, he said, yeah, I had five weeks to write that score. He wasn't the original score artist for that movie. Wow. And the original score was was so panned by Disney and the execs. They're like, we can't use this. This is not good. <laughs> and so they gave it to him. He had, I mean, the movie was already, this is when they were doing reshoots. Um, and they added, you know, they had to do so much stuff that after they had already done all those reshoots, they had already aired that trailer that had phrases like, we're rebels, right? Let's rebel. Like, not in the movie. Like all those other things that weren't in the yeah. movie, um, which, by the way, is streaming. So maybe we could do Rogue One. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd say we'd do it. It would be interesting to do. Um, but anyway, I love Jay Keno. I think he's great. Um, and I think he's a hack. I I'm will just... punch you and your – I don't know. I can't remember if you're bald right now or not. I think he's John Williams, obviously. Uh, he's an up-and-comer. Yeah, I mean yeah, – He's going to be – Definitely. Well, he's doing – I mean, he did a Star Wars movie. He did a, He's done three Star Trek movies. He's done most of the Pixar world. I mean, he won yep. an Oscar for Up. I mean, he should have won an Oscar for The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all that stuff's just, it's just tremendous. It's so good. And and I'm super biased, but I think he should have been nominated for Star Trek because I love that Star Trek theme. I think it's wonderful. I do too. Um, mm-hmm. So, heck, he, should have been, he could have been nominated for Rogue One. I thought that score was good. Yeah, it's not John Williams, mm-hmm. but... It's also not a, a George Lucas film. So, anyway. Soapbox done. You digress. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. I'm on soapbox. I just... Yeah. I, I, there are very few people in Hollywood I want to meet and shake their hand. He's one of them. Like, very mm-hmm. few in Hollywood that I actually want to meet and talk to. Like, I kind of want to shake the hands of Joss Whedon one day. Um, yeah. And just chat with him and not, not try not to fanboy all over him. But, you know, you call it what you want to, Sean. Yeah, I know. I, you know, like, I'm not going to certainly go up and say, hey, when are you going to make Firefly 2? I mean, I know that's not going to be a thing, but like, hey, so how are you going to do Bat? How are you going to do Batgirl? I want to know about Batgirl. That seems kind of cool. Um, which I learned today through, uh, I told you, uh, a listener, Ellen, called, called me today. He put told me today and we talked for a bit. He told me today that, um, that the new Batman movie, not Batman, the new Dawn of Justice movie, uh, Andrew, I don't know if you've heard this or not, got $35 million worth of reshoots they're going to do that Joss Whedon's directing. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Um, they're, they're actually... It's, kind of excited about it's that. It's kind of changing some of the film, like changing some of the tone of the movie, which is interesting. So... Uh, well, if he's going to touch it, it will definitely help it, I'm sure. I I I think so too. I'm 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 actually kind of excited about it. Um, the the movie. So we'll see. I mean, oh, we all. Speaking... Go ahead, Corny. I was say speaking of Joss Whedon. What? I don't think I mentioned this when we were talking about Wonder Woman, but um, or maybe I did. I can't remember. Stop me if I I did. Um, but apparently he had a Wonder Woman script. Um, a I don't know. Uh, 
whatever it was, but apparently it was like super sexist. Um, it's not, not the fine film that we got to see, um, but uh, it'd been posted on Reddit and I thought it was very interesting. You know, Joss Whedon of all people having a, a sexist kind of movie. Interesting. No, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't heard that. Yeah, I'll let me see if I can find that link. I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah, I didn't because none of that wasn't that wasn't in the in the trivia for the movie, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, speaking of trivia, and now for some more bad news. Ready? There really wasn't a whole lot of trivia for this movie. Oh, tropes. The only trope I wrote was the fake out death. You know. Oh, we're gonna kill everybody, and now we're all alive. Uh-huh. So, you know. Frozen uh, did it better. A lot of movies do that kind of thing. Um, Frozen did it better. Sure. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with you there. Um, but movies do this all the time. Trivia. Uh, <laughs> the character of time does not appear in either of Lewis Carroll's Alice to, Lewis Carroll's two Alice books, but is mentioned in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Chapter 7. The Mad Hatter tells Alice that time was a guest at their table, quarreled with the other parties, and then cursed the tea party so that, quote, it is always tea time and we've no time to wash the things between whiles, end quote. Hmm. That's kind of neat. One of the seconds has the head of Wally, which is great. Ooh. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guess I need to turn those noises off. And while Alice and the Hatter are trying to return the chronosphere to its rightful place, by traveling through a time vortex, the music changed briefly to match the theme from Doctor Who. So, that one was only for... It was a different time. Chad, who, he's not here. God, we're in a different world. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to play yeah. the recasting game because this movie is a year old. Um, so, just not going to. Soundtrack grade. Again, I like Denny Elfman. I just wanted... Kind of more of it, a little bit better of it, um, but that's fine. Um, just no more of that song. No more pink. Get pink out of there. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, and admittedly, and I'll admit it this, I, I liked the Star Trek Beyond, the third Star Trek movie, and Sam, I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but having Rihanna sing in the ending credits was weird. And I know she wrote the song for the Star Trek t- movie to kind of help promote it, but it would have made more sense if Beastie Boys would have been in the intro, the you know, the credits, because at least they've played in two of the movies, uh, and then all of a sudden there's Rihanna playing. Uh, uh, kind of confused, but they asked her to write a song for the Star Trek movie, so she did, and they put it in the credits. So good for her. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three Johnny Depp movies. I only wrote two. I need a third. <laughs> uh, Andrew. Okay. I have an honorable mention of uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Okay. And I remember watching that when I was, I guess, middle school. And it's not really a movie that a typical middle schooler would watch. But I think it was on one day on HBO or something and I just started watching it and you know HBO of course plays like the same movie every other night so mm-hmm. uh, I watched it uh, two or three more times and just really I liked it I thought it was a good movie and not only did Johnny Depp do well but uh, 
Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought that was one of his better, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, uh, better roles. Uh, so that's number uh, honorable mention. Number three, um, Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number two, uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, because I remember watching that with my grandparents in Florida when it came out. It was like the day it was released. And I was just remember being in, in awe of the movie, but more, more importantly, the music. Mm-hmm. And, and Johnny Depp has just, he made that movie, but the music made the entire experience. Anyway, uh, number one, Sweeney Todd. All right. <laughs> right on. All right. Uh, Corny. Suck it. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess you okay. want to actually. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's up to you. It's your time. <laughs> We're going to do this together then, friends. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my number three as um, Platoon. I did not know he was in it, and then I saw it. But I I, I it was one of the uh, first movies where it may be considered that people die for real. That's very sad. Hmm. Um, number two, I'm going to go with the uh, first parts of the Caribbean movie um, because it was <laughs> just inc- a really good movie. And uh, my number one, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, for some odd reason, apparently, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, 14-year-old Cornelius uh, felt uh, like I could get a I can get behind a guy with scissor hands. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, Sam. All right. Um, I've got my number three. No one's mentioned it yet. Um, but it's one I thought it was a really well done movie called Rango, which is an animated movie about a uh gunslinging lizard. It's like a lizard in the desert, and it's it is an adult animated film. It's interesting. Um, I've got Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, my number two, and and I like him in all of them, even though his the shtick is kind of getting a bit old in these newer ones. But uh, Captain Jack Sparrow will will be one of these legendary uh, characters we'll remember years from now. But my number one has to be Edward Scissorhands. Cool story, interesting. Um, one of the few Tim Burton movies that I feel is is a complete movie, and. Uh, yeah, really enjoy it. I I stop and watch it. All right. Um, How about you, Sean? My turn. Uh, my number, my honorable mention, <laughs> is a movie called Cry Baby, which is basically Look. yeah, it's called Cry <laughs> Baby. It's uh, it's like the PG thirteen version of Grease. It's kind of bad. It's a musical. It's dumb. But for some reason, I really liked it. I don't really know why. I think because I thought that the girl in it was really hot. That's kind of it, really, honestly. Because uh, it came out <laughs> in 1990. Um, it's it's not a good movie. Well, anyway, it's fine. A- Amy Locaine, I think, is the girl. Yeah, anyway. Uh, she's so nice. She's so nice. She's so nice. <laughs> anyway, my number three is going to be uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Ooh, okay, I, I like the movie. Weird and creepy and interesting. Um, 
Number two is going to be, I'm actually surprised this hasn't been mentioned, is Sleepy Hollow. Mm. The Ichabod Crane thing. Um, I liked it. It was creepy. Again, very Tim Burton-y. Um, he did well in it. I thought he did good in it. I thought he, I liked it. Um, not to be confused with From Hell, which is very similar and came out near the same time. Um, that's a Jack the Ripper story, which I actually like too. Um, but I think Sleepy Hollow is a little better. And then my number one is actually going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Hurts the Black Pearl. Um, I thought he was great in it. And that's the movie that we watched at, at Apartment 40 when the Panthers lost the Super Bowl. And I said, uh, when the when the Adam Vinatieri kicked that kick, I was so mad that I literally turned the uh, the game off and put this movie on to help cheer me up because it made me so mad. <laughs> uh, and I'll never I'll never forget that. So I'll let Jack do that. Mate. Of course you did, you asshole. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it, it, I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. You are you are no longer welcome in my home. I'm just teasing, but not during football season. <laughs> Uh, That's what you said about me after the three o'clock in the morning uh, visit. Uh, okay, I don't remember talking about. Made me leave. Was I awake? Made me leave the closet. Get out of the closet, man. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's uh, that's our show. Thank you for watching, listening. If you, watching. Uh, one more, throwing out one more Johnny Depp. If you haven't seen this, and I, I mentioned it to you guys before the uh, podcast, but if you haven't seen Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie starring Johnny Depp, you should watch it. It's pretty funny. All right. It's a 50-minute little thing. Yeah, I think you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Okay. I'll, uh, cool. We'll try to find it if I, if I can. He is doing a bunch of stuff like... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Too. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> he's doing something called Sherlock Gnomes. That makes me sad. That is awesome. It's the Gnomeo and Juliet sequel. Oh. He's doing Murder on the Orient Express. Um, oh, Kenneth Branagh is uh, directing that. Interesting. Daisy Ridley is on it. With him, Kenneth Branagh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Penelope Cruz, William Willem Dafoe, Josh Gad, Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. Interesting. <laughs> um, and he's also doing something else called he's doing The Invisible Man. I guess that's a remake. Oh. And he's also doing Labyrinth. Labyrinth. But L A is capitalized. Interesting. Labyrinth. Yeah. A murder, the murder of Tupac Shakur and no, Notorious B.I.G. spark an investigation. Oh, okay. Forrest Whitaker. Johnny Depp apparently is going to be the cop that's doing it. Anyway, um, yeah. interesting. This has zero to do with anything, but this is the, only, the closest uh, transition I can get into back to my script is... Actually, I'll transition to that later. Next week, we are doing... About top ten. Um, oh yeah, right. We can't do that. Look at that. It even says right there, top ten. Uh, out of ten, not top ten, but out of ten. What is our out of ten for of this 10. movie, Andrew? Okay, I, uh, I'm gonna have to give this. I'm gonna go pretty close to what IMDb has. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't, you know, the best movie in the world, but I. I think I probably enjoyed it from what we discussed <laughs> sounding more like I enjoyed it more than you guys did. And maybe it was because it was the first time and 
I had a seven-year-old hovering over my shoulder, enjoying it with me. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm going to go six, uh, 6.4, somewhere in there. Right. 6.4 Humpty Dumpties. <laughs> Said don't get Patrick. back. He's so fragile. Ooh. Don't put him on the edge of things. Put Absolutely. Him, put him on an egg carton. Okay. Uh, Corny. For what you saw, <laughs> I will say this: um, it, it was visually pretty. Uh, lots of other colors, and you know, um, I, I I do like stories where you take a commonly a commonly known story and then give it extra life and, and give it another part. But uh, I, I gotta say, I'm actually really upset with the whole taking uh, the chronosphere. Um, because your buddy wouldn't get out of a stupor. I'm sorry. Let him die. It's time. Um, it's time. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, thank you. Uh, but I'm actually going to give it. What's happening? Uh, Is that on my? Find nine. yourself in a different world. Jeez, I'm sorry. Freaking autoplay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to give it a six point nine. It was actually, I mean, for what I watched, it was pretty entertaining. Um, I just, <laughs> oh, I did watch the uh, last twenty minutes while I was here, and I was like. She almost killed everyone because of her stupidity. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and then they gave her a ship. Uh, well, sort of, yeah. She didn't. She didn't lose her ship. It's all. That's true. That's true. She didn't. It was always hers. So I guess her mom's gonna live on the street or on well, the she sh- on the boat with her. On know? the boat with her. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we um, we told that douchebag. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Hamish, take this. His last name was Ascot. You couldn't get douchier. <laughs> Hamish uh, Ascot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Six Sam, um, I didn't like the movie, um, but I liked how pretty it was. So I got to give it some points with that. Um, I'll probably give this thing a good solid four out of ten. All right. Uh, sure. Um, this movie was a meh to me. Just yeah. meh. So I'm just going to give it a five. Uh, um, <laughs> <No>, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's also funny how many devices I have connected to Facebook because <laughs> I have two alerts on my desktop, my Facebook from my Safari and my Chrome. Okay. Now you're just doing it to be funny. Um, Sam. <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Oh, you're such a jerk. Um. So. Yeah. So if I'm just giving it a five. Just a five. Yeah, just a five. Just a. So what does that give us? What does that put us at? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm in the settings of Chrome already. trying to figure out how to no. make the noise stop. Five point five seven five. So uh, okay. that puts us somewhere. It's it's tied with true memoirs of an international assassin. Oh really? Yep. <laughs> I like that movie way more than I like this movie. It's right I'm, above Iron Sky. I'm getting. Oh, okay. I'm changing my score. 
four, <laughs> I'm changing to a four. What does four point seven five do to it? Um, um, four point seven five. All right, that will drop it down to, to uh, five point five one two. Five point five one. Yeah, right above RoboCop and below Paycheck. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I like okay. Iron Sky way more than this. Not way more, but enough more. I'd rather watch Iron Sky again, honestly. Wait, wait, wait. Iron Sky is 5.5. There's a bunch of Tide for that. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather watch Iron Sky. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Uh, All right. Now, we're, are we... Are we am I good I to... I think we're done. I think you're ready. Uh, tell us what we're doing. And uh, So next week, we're... Let's, let's... Yeah, so next week, we're doing... Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. The, um, the wardrobe is important. It is important. Yeah. Um, and, and Anakin. And Anakin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just Whiny Edmund. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The same kid. Same kid. No, it's not. <laughs> um, same acting. No, it's not. Same acting. <laughs> not same actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, though not the first book in the series. It's technically the second one, but for some reason this one was way more popular than the first one, um, which is weird. But anyway, so so we'll do that next week, and I'm looking forward to it because it's kind of different than what we've done recently. We've done – well, I mean, this movie and this, that movie are kind of similar. They're kind of kiddish mm-hmm. friendly with – some pretty colors and a pretty cool score. Um, but, you know, it's okay because we got coming up after that, we've got Sweeney Todd and Seven Psychopaths. So we're going to get some happy before we get into <laughs> some weird. Um, and maybe we'll have a guest appearance on the Sweeney Todd episode. Uh, we will um, we'll let you know if that can be a thing or not. So, which, which which one of our government officials is in uh, Seven Psychopaths? <laughs> um, all of them. Um, nice. There you go. That's the show. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Um, and now for some more bad I news. I did not mean to play that. <laughs> I meant to play. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to play this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? That's for our out of ten. Okay, now. Sorry. Um, uh, check us out on uh, CheapSuitReviews.com is our website uh, GoFundMe.com slash CheapSuitReviews still a thing if you want to participate in the show um, 25 bucks gets you on the show um, that's still a thing so yeah. actually I don't know if it's still a thing I haven't checked that website in a while but anyway let's just pretend it's still a thing our Anchor app <laughs> is now a full-fledged podcast so I posted episode 2 today which was my review of Fury the Brad Pitt uh, World War II tank movie with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Oh, which, I've, I saw that a while ago. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was really good in it. I thought he was... Um, and I was reading the trivia about what he did to get ready for the role. That man is insane. Um, Just do it. Oh, no kidding. He did it all right. Uh, check us out. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, Stitcher Google Play, YouTube, and any other podcasting um, yeah, devices. Like it's on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. And follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And, of course, as always, you can and should send your emails to Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. 
and I will read them on air. And seriously, if you guys have a, a suggestion for us to do, you want us to do a movie, uh, you can either email us or just Twitter. It's fine. Just say, hey, we want you to do Young Frankenstein or whatever. We'll do it. So on behalf of um, Corny, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.